Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guide. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and a great place to stop for entrepreneurs that are looking to learn more about the franchising industry in general. Today's episode, we're going to talk about connecting your personal passions with franchise business opportunities and an employee-to-entrepreneur's story. That's my way of introducing our guest today, Viviana Romero de Perez. Viviana, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to, to be here. I'm so excited. Thank you. And as you can see from her gear that she's wearing, Viviana is the owner of a Challenge Island franchise in the greater Milwaukee area. Tell us a little bit about what your services provide with Challenge Island, Viviana. Yeah, Challenge Island is where engineering meets imagination. We focus on STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and math, and really let's break that down. So engineering, what is that? It's kind of vague, not everybody knows, but engineering is really just the application of science and math to solve problems. So at Challenge Island, we go on whimsical island destinations to help kids learn about STEM. We incorporate art. We incorporate social-emotional learning through our different challenges that the kids have to work together to solve the STEAM challenge. So I just really love it. It's so much fun working with kids, learning, and going on their journey with them. So kind of a vacation for STEM and STEAM. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us a, an example, uh, maybe a real-life example of some of the activities that the kids do in your classes? Sure. So we usually focus on K through 6th grade. It's kind of our main focus area. We have the kids work together to solve the challenge. So we'll come in, we bring the supplies, we bring the teacher, and I always say we bring the fun. <laughs> and the kids, they're working so hard on building their roller coasters, on building all the different things that we have presented to them that they don't even realize that they're learning. They're learning through play. They're learning through fun. So they're getting the science. They're getting the math. They're getting to build something with their hands, and they didn't even kind of realize that we taught them something along the way. <laughs> That's brilliant, right? They're having fun while learning. So you're telling me that you could actually teach me math and I wouldn't even know it? We can. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't try to teach me math on this podcast, we'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> to the point of the introduction and the title of this podcast, Connecting Your Personal Passion, this was something that you had a deep passion for before you ever started researching business opportunities, right? Yes, and that's why I was so excited when you had presented me with Challenge Island as one of one of the many options because I was already volunteering in this area. My son was really interested in robotics, so I was mentoring his um, first Lego League team, and I was working with him, working with kids. We were you know, programming the robots, trying to get them um, through their competitions and things. And that was so much fun. And I was really enjoying that. And then I also was serving as the president of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, the Milwaukee Professional Chapter. So I was kind of already doing all these volunteer things in STEM and really working in this area. So when Challenge Island came along as one of the franchise options, it was just 
the perfect fit. Like it just, <laughs> it just made so much sense with things that I was already enjoying doing. So it's kind of a leading question, but I do want to ask, are you doing the things that you had anticipated doing? Are you, are you really leveraging those, those skill sets, those activities that, uh, that you had been doing before you became a business owner? Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then some, right? <laughs> and then some, and then some. Lear- learning so many different things. Um, being able to, I've got a small team of teachers that helps me go out and present all all of our materials and everything. So being able to teach, being able to be in the classroom, be with students, but then also have a small team that's doing it as well. Really kind of expanded our service area and what we're able to, to accomplish and do, but changed a little bit of what I was doing, right? So not just teaching and doing things, but really expanding the business and being more involved on the business side than actually in the classroom. Oh, interesting. Okay. So uh, dual benefit there for you, right? Mm-hmm. What are you taking away from this business personally? Oh, so many things. I I think I had told you when we had first started, I made myself a little list of all the things that my next job had to have. Like it had to have, you know, the flexibility. Um, it had to be fun. It had to have all these different things that I, that I had written down on my list. And so when Challenge Island came up as being one of the options, it just checked so many boxes of, of having those elements that I really wanted in my next position. Um, and really being able to have that flexibility right now and this time in my life and in my family and the, all the things that we're doing just really enables that. I'm very glad that you checked off all the boxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. has, has this been kind of a family business for you? I, I, I know Oscar, your husband, was very involved in the, in the decision-making process. Yes. <laughs> it is a family business. Well, I mean, business. as much as you let him be involved in the decision-making <laughs> process. Yeah. So um, I I have my family involved there. I have always have my husband. So Oscar, he's always involved, you know, cutting and prepping and getting all my materials ready and making sure that um, I've got everything that I need. He works in shipping and receiving. So he's been really awesome at um, just helping me be able to package up my materials to oh. transport. So like finding all these different boxes and tubes and everything that I can make it so easy to be able to transport all our material to the classroom because we have like a mobile classroom. We put everything in the car and there we go. So he's been so helpful in, <laughs> in just making sure that it's as easy and transportable as possible. Now it makes sense. Before we started recording, you're saying that you fit everything in a Prius. Yes! So it had to do with his packaging <laughs> skills. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. He makes it so easy and convenient. Everything's all together, packaged up in, you know, in perfect little packages that we were able to fit. I couldn't believe it. We were able to fit all the material in the back of a Prius. You could almost make I... that a lesson plan for your students, right? <laughs> fit all this into right? my Prius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you referenced uh, the journey you went through, you know, choosing from different businesses. Let's talk a little bit about that because part of what really fascinated me about your journey was the employee to entrepreneur decision-making process, right? And in this time that, that you're hearing a lot about and people are referencing as the great resignation or the big quit, I think it's pretty instructive. So can you talk to me a little bit about what your transition was like from 
from corporate America to business ownership? Sure. So I had always told my husband that I wanted to buy a franchise. I told him for years and years and years, I want to buy a franchise. I want to buy a franchise. I want to buy a franchise. And, um, during COVID, my position was eliminated. So it was like the perfect time to go and explore some options, go and see and really dig into it. And I said, okay, now's the time. I hadn't made time for it before as an employee. You know, I was an employee, I was a volunteer, I was a mom, I was doing all these, you know, million other things. So finally I had the time to go and explore and learn more about franchising. So I had been using an outplacement service that was provided and By that's where I got connected with Blake <laughs> was through the outplacement service. They had a session on what um, franchising. And I was like, okay, perfect. Uh, you know, I can go figure this out. And so in that session, after the session, I was like, yep, I'm still interested. They connected me with Blake. And then I got to learn so much more <laughs> about this process and, and um, choosing franchises. Why did you know you wanted a franchise all those years? I don't, I don't always hear that. In fact, I don't hear that very often. Uh, I wanted a franchise because there's so many pieces that have to go into a business. There's so many moving pieces and this and that and the other part. And having a franchise where I knew that they were going to have some of that already created, already done, um, instead of having to build it all myself, getting that quicker start, being able to say, yep, this is where we're starting. But having that that a little bit initial, you know, they've got the branding, they've got the logo, they've got some of these things figured out and what's working. And then also really having the community and the support. And that was one of the things that I really liked about, about Challenge Island was just how they come together and how all the owners work together um, to really bring their franchises to life. I'm glad to hear that. That's, uh, you're right, that's really the power in when franchising is done right, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. So in that research, something that was important to you that uh, I wanted to bring up because it's important in most business research processes was making the numbers work. That was always a priority to you. You're a, you're a budget-driven and finance-driven individual. Can you talk a little bit about how you were able to get comfortable with the numbers of the business before you pulled the trigger? Yes. So that was one of the things that I think had always kind of kept me from really digging into franchising was I had this idea that um, franchises took like this huge net worth or this huge investment or that, you know, you have, you have to have this huge, huge amount, you know, ready to go to be able to invest in your franchise and things. So I was a little bit cautious and kind of like, Oh, I don't know if this is something we can do, but Hey, let's go take a look and see. Um, and so I was really surprised. I, I was so surprised by by two main things, right? One was the industries. Like, so there when Blake started presenting ideas on franchises after after kind of doing the evaluation and learning more about it and then all the different all the different industries where there were franchises available I couldn't believe that first I was blown away like wow like it's more it, than it just, just french fries right <laughs> <laughs> like wow the, um and then second was really the financials and what um, price points there were to, to entry, like how you could get started without having to have this huge investment, without having to have, you know, this this huge amount to really get started, breaking it down and really being able to see what was 
I comfortable with? And then what was really available in that price area? And that's where I was really surprised by by the number of options to begin with. And then just the different industries and all the different things that there were available. That is a great overview. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it came to that for you. So you spend a lot of your time inspiring kids, right? Mm-hmm. What inspires you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Turning the tables I, on you. Yeah, you are. I just, like I said, I really have that passion for bringing, bringing STEM and different types of opportunities to the Hispanic community. I just, um, it was something that I um, was really interested in and making that happen. And it's something that I still have a really big passion around um, is being able to bring that vocabulary to students who might not always have it, right? Who might not always know what is an engineer, right? What is that? (laughs) <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. And then what kind of engineers are there? Because it's not always something that we talk about. It's not always something that is present in the community to know all these different options and all these different different words and different um, careers that are available. And then especially how they changed. Um, I know I got my degree in business. So being able to kind of transition into these STEM fields and STEM careers hadn't been where I <laughs> where I started it just kind of led me that direction and and this is what I'm doing now is really focusing more on on STEM and technology and bringing it to other other students sounds to me like uh, whether you admit it or not whether you realize it or not you're a bit of a role model to Hispanic entrepreneurs locally how do you feel about that (laughs) Oh my gosh. I got, I don't know. Like I, it's one of the things that I've been working on. It's just that because I don't really see myself that way. (laughs) It's always just, okay, what's the next thing? What are we going to do next? You know, moving on and, and seeing what we're going to do. Um, I'm really talking about it and saying, okay, I'm a Latina, I'm in STEM, and I'm an entrepreneur, and this is what we're doing. Um, it's just been a really amazing journey, and all of that outpouring and support from the community, I was really nervous to kind of get started in this and start doing it. Um, but every time that I tell people what I'm doing, they ask, what are you up to now? What are you doing? I saw this in your in your post. Or, what, what is that? Can you tell me more about it? It's just been so much support from, from all my community and connecting me and saying, oh, that's so awesome. I know this teacher who would love it. I know this other teacher who would love to have you come to their classroom and, and tell our students more about it. So it's just been so great. It's been an awesome journey. So glad to hear that. Which reminds me, you're providing, it's a, it's a mobile service primarily, right, that you can fit into a Prius, all the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you most commonly providing the teaching services? So it's in the greater Milwaukee area, so Wisconsin. We've got um, like Waukesha, New Berlin, Muskego. Um, we also have serviced, you know, 
farther north in Nina. We go out to Madison. We've also had a few interests in Chicago, so we've been down there as well. Great. And are you doing it uh, within classrooms, community centers, all of the above? All of the above. (laughs) All of the above and so much more. So we provide um, in the school field trips. We provide in camp during the summer. A lot of summer camps will call us and they'll have us come in. We provide our own standalone specialty summer camps. We also work with daycares who sometimes they're offering, they're expanded their services in the summer. So they're servicing the K, um, K through sixth grade community as well. So we'll go with go to their areas as well and help them. We also have what we call Challenge Island Senior. So Mm -hmm. we go with our um, senior uh, assisted living communities as well and bring this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of fun too. It's different, it's different, but it's so much fun. We also do family nights. So after school, bringing the families together to participate in our activities. And then we also really focus on our Girl Scouts and helping the Girl Scouts earn their badges. So here in Wisconsin, it's cookie time. Oh, <laughs> so it's cookie time all over the country. It is cookie time. <laughs> so helping them with, um, with their entrepreneurship journey as well has been just so rewarding. Oh, my gosh. So you are, you are impacting a wide range of the community. It's, the core is, I think you said, 6- to 12-year-olds, but obviously <clears throat> STEAM and STEM services can be – Beneficial and um, entertaining to people of all ages, literally. Even the young at heart. We really focus on that social-emotional learning. So it's not just about learning STEM, but it's bringing in those 21st century skills as well. Uh, Collaboration, communication, teamwork. It's easy to do things on your own, but when you've got to get everybody on board with your idea and really bring it to life and make it happen, that's where the magic happens. That's where Challenge Island really excels in, in what we do. And that's for anybody at any age really learning those things and participating participating as a team. Wow. Quite the impact. I can see why you're so passionate about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Back to the role model uh, conversation. Any advice you would provide to Latina entrepreneurs? Oh my gosh. Just or aspiring Just get started. <laughs> that would be my, my biggest advice is ask so many questions. Just start asking questions. Start learning. Call me. Reach out. I'm happy to just provide all of you know my experience and my journey. But really building your entrepreneur network before you get started. Reaching out to other businesses, learning about what they're doing, see how they're doing it, really kind of getting involved. Um, if you're not ready to start yet, at least you know get started with your community, with having that different network and reaching out and being comfortable to ask those questions and ask those things. You're not alone. You're not the only one in business kind of doing these things and having these different questions. So building up that, that entrepreneur community as you're getting started would be my biggest advice. Thank you very much. And how do people get a hold of you at Challenge Island in Greater Milwaukee? Yeah, so you can visit our website, challengeisland.com slash greatermilwaukee, or you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Fantastic. Anything else that you think we should know about the services you're providing? 
just that it's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) And we're so flexible. We have so many different ways that we can provide this that we really like to partner with, um, with our, our partners, wherever we're going, and really just kind of have a few minutes conversation, get to know about what their goal is, what are they trying to do, how many students are they servicing, um, and then what is it, you know, maybe what theme they're on. We have so many different themes available and so many different ways that we can teach all these different things that really just being able to partner with them and learning about what their needs are first um, really helps us make the biggest impact on the day that we're we're there for their field trip. I appreciate you sharing that with us. It is so abundantly clear that you are passionate about this and you put so much purpose into what you do. So thank you very much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate you being a guest. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Best of luck moving into the next season and continuing to grow the business. And best of luck to all of you who listened in on us today. We appreciate you being part of our audience at the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember to comment, subscribe, and share, particularly on things that you like about the podcast. We'll see you here again on the next episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. A Huda Media Production.